everyone has some sort of a closet that has become too small. A closet is no place to live, and I want to support as many people as I can in stepping out of that prison into the fullness of life that is waiting for them on the other side of that door. This is Nancy Shadlock from Centered Life Coaching. Join me in listening to these coming out chronicles. Get curious about their stories and then go see what good things are waiting for you on the other side of your closet door. Well, it's been a very Jennifer Knapp heavy weekend and I've loved it. (laughs) She was my musical idol when I was in high school and college and I looked up to her so much. I played guitar and sang and I would say, tried to write some songs that were kind of similar to hers, kind of halfway between her and Alanis Morissette. (laughs) Anyways, we reconnected with her recently because I saw on social media that there was a Jennifer Knapp concert coming up, and the only way to get on it was um, through her Patreon account. And if you pay the $20 a month to support her Patreon, you could come to this live concert where she was doing her first album that we all loved in high school and college. And it was amazing to sit there and just like sing every lyric of every song in that whole album. My wife and I both knew it all. And it was crazy to like see her live in person on zoom doing this and we got a little bit of chatting on the side in the comments with her but nothing too substantial um but it was like ringside seats like it was so cool to just sit there and see her singing them she still sings them amazingly without any backing or band or anything it was so cool And so it got me thinking of all the little Jennifer Knapp moments from the past years that were special to me. Um, Probably most recently was when my wife and I first started dating. We realized that we both had this love of Jennifer Knapp. And so we just laid there listening to her. And it was like this sacred, special time. And... It was it was amazing to have someone that has the shared history that I'd never met before, but also that we could connect at that deep level um, and just enjoy music together. Like it was it was really it felt really intimate and kind of one of the first steps of intimacy that we encountered together. And so that was really special. And it kind of smacked in the face of years past where I had a really scary time with Jennifer Knapp. Um, her, her music is a bit haunting in some ways, and it, it got to my core and kind of rocked me at a time when I was at my lowest. Um, to set the scene for this, I was... It was the year 2000. I was in Australia. 
I had just graduated the year before and went to Australia to go to Cape and Wright Bible School. And I did six months there. It was a six-month program. And then I stayed on because I loved the country. And I worked for this organization that went into high schools and taught um, workshops on goals and values and relationships. And it was it was so cool. I got to travel all around the country, go into high schools. I would play my music and sing and lead groups and like stand in the front of this whole auditorium of kids and lead sessions. And I was only 18 or 19 myself. <laughs> I was leading all these kids in, in high school and in junior high. And they all said that they couldn't believe that I was that young, but I had this credibility because I had a North American accent. <laughs> so um, I pulled it off. But it was it was super fulfilling work, and I really loved doing it. And I loved getting to see the countryside, and we stayed with people at wherever we went that hosted us. And so I really got to know people in Australia well, and I, I love them. I would love to go back. But it was in that time that I was having one of my um, moments where my queerness was starting to kind of raise its head out, to, to peek out, to see, like, is it safe to come out? Is it safe to come out? And at that point, I wasn't sure. And... I I think I I can't remember exactly the timeline, but I remember having a day off from one of these workshops and was staying at a friend's house in Melbourne, Australia, or Melbourne, as they would say. And I just was all alone in the house, and I put on Jennifer Knapp and just laid on the floor, and like cried and cried and just felt this heaviness, this deep heaviness of, I think that I'm gay, but I think that this will ruin my whole life if I come out. And I can't remember what song it was that she played, but there was a song on there that it just gripped me. And it was so hard to to just sit there and, and to think, I think this might be true about me, but I don't know how to talk about this with anyone. I don't know who would understand. All I know is that there's going to be so much shame and I'm going to lose my whole life if I do this. And so I, I wrestled and wrestled and just felt super, super low. And... After a while, I started to like pull things together that afternoon, and I was supposed to walk downtown to meet another friend of mine who was a co-worker in this organization. It was a Christian organization that went into schools and did these seminars. And she was someone that I respected and someone that I, I thought was safe. And so I, I thought, I'm going to tell her. I'm going to try to just like venture out and say this. And 
she was kind. She was kind about it. But she wasn't affirming. She could identify with it, I think. Like, I think she could understand the struggle of it. I wonder to this day, I don't, I'm not in touch with her anymore, but I wonder if maybe she's since come out or might be gay herself. Like, maybe that's why I chose her to say it to, because I wondered if she had a similar experience. But the thing that she did was give me a book. And the book that she gave me was The Friendships of Women by D. Breston. And I laugh to this day when I think about this book, The Friendships of Women by D. Breston. <laughs> it's just funny, but at the time it was very influential. And the premise of the book was that women are unique in how they have special like deep emotional relationships with each other um and that can often be misconstrued as love but watch out because it's likely codependence and so i took that book and i devoured it and i studied it and i just kept trying to pray the gay away to, to really look at the root of it and see that it was my codependence. And so I, I fought it and fought it and tried to keep that part of me at bay. And so, yeah, like it, in some ways it, it really worked. It helped me to see that I needed to work on the health of my relationships and it was something that I, I constantly was keeping in the forefront of my mind and especially good friendships that I had with other women of, am I like grasping too much at this? Am I trying too hard to be friends with her? Am I wanting more than she can give to me? It's probably codependence. I need to work on this not even letting myself go to the place of thinking like maybe it's that I want more from this relationship than I have or know that I want. And as I can look back now, I can see that there probably was a few, more, more than a couple friendships that in some ways kind of got ruined because it was, oh, like me wanting more than that person could give or more than I even knew I wanted, more than they could understand. Like, it was just some some messy friendships, I think. And I wish that I could have had the the knowledge then to realize what I wanted, but I didn't. And so you've likely heard my other story in episode five where I share my coming out story. And in that one, I share about when I got back from Mexico um, at that all-inclusive where I had that coming out moment of, are you a lesbian? I can't tell. And I was like, I can't tell either. <laughs> um, that friend of mine who's known me for years and years and, and knew of my struggle with codependence and how much I worked on that. When we got back, she said to me, 
Like, what if it hasn't been codependence all these years? What if it was just that you wanted something more from these relationships than you knew or that they knew? And that sunk really heavy. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think that you might be right. And stinking depressed and like (laughs) so many years of my life feel like frustrated by having read that book and having tried to come out but it not being safe or um, time and yeah it's just it's a, a sadness I guess but also I I embrace that life is as it is and it's coming out I coming out was in the right timing for what needed to happen and it finally happened when I felt safe and I think that's the case for so many people you can't you can't rush a coming out story it needs to be when people feel safe enough to come out and so I'm grateful that I finally got safe people in my life that I could come out to that could support that and could affirm that it wasn't the worst thing in the world, that I wasn't making a terrible decision to do that, that I wasn't sinning by doing that. And yeah, I felt like it, it, I had to wait until I felt safe enough for that. And so I totally get that for any of you that are in this coming out stage of kind of popping your head out at different points and wondering, is this safe for me to come out? Yeah, like, that's a very valid question. So the interesting thing about all this Jennifer Knapp talk is that she, um, in the, the late 90s, she, after her 2002 tour, moved to Australia and kind of dropped off the face of the earth musically and took a big hiatus in her career. And then in 2010, she came out as a lesbian. And it it was amazing to me to um, hear that from her and to realize, like, she went through a lot to come out because she was a big Christian music leader and yeah in some ways she lost her whole life too and she was in Australia so that was just amazing to see all these different connections and I think at some point I'd love to have her on the show because I'm sure she's got an amazing coming out story so it really felt like this homecoming to be able to sit there with her on Zoom and hear her play Kansas, this album that I loved, and also have her talk about her wife and me talk about my wife in the chat and my kids. She blessed our daughter on the show. And it was just like me and my friends in college used to wish that we could somehow invite Jennifer Knapp to come and play in our dorm room and it felt like that college dream had come true and the ironic thing about that is that some of us from our college days all turned out to be queer (laughs) so so did Jennifer Knapp 
So it's it's been really neat to reconnect with her and to join her Patreon community to support her work that she's still recording to this day. Now she's back into the music industry and doing amazing things. So I highly recommend that if you also were a Jennifer Knapp fan, get on her Patreon account because then you can go to live shows with her and she does um, live talks where you can interact with her a bit. It's a pretty special gift. This episode of the Coming Out Chronicles was brought to you by Centered Life Coaching. We help you know yourself, to free yourself, and be yourself so you can live the fullest expression of who you really are. Stay tuned. There's more to come in this episode. I'd love to hear what you are interested in hearing on this podcast. I thought this would be a good time to check in with you and see what kinds of interviews would you like me to do in future. Do you want more queer coming out stories? Do you want more not queer coming out stories? Do you want more ally stories? Do you want more business stories? Uh, authors, like what, what kinds of things do you think would be interesting on this show? I'd love your feedback. So send me an email or I'd slide into my DMs. That sounds so weird. Um, also, what would you like me to talk about on these episodes? Um, when it's a solo one of just me, would you like me to offer some coaching tips? Would you like me to share more about my life? Uh, what kinds of things would you like to hear in this part of the show? Um, it's been a really fun journey so far of seeing the connections that this podcast has made and also the catalyst that it's been. So many of you have written in and said what it's prompted you to do as far as coming out another time or a first time. And, um, I love hearing those stories. So feel free to write me those too. Uh, generally I just want to hear more from you and know what, what you're finding helpful in this and what you'd like more of. So I hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for listening to the Coming Out Chronicles. If you enjoyed it and you think it would be helpful for someone else, please share it with them. If you'd like to connect with me, reach out on social. I'd love to support you in the next chapter of your coming out story. I can help you know yourself, free yourself, and be yourself. Until next time, this is Nancy Shadlock from Centered Life Coaching.